0: In this installment of The Grind to Find, award-winning radio personality Nina Taylor joins me to discuss her evolution, some behind-the-scenes tea, the movement over the airways in the 21st century, and much more. So get yourself ready, because The Grind shall commence right now. and welcome to The Grind to Find. Terrell and Michelle here, certified spiritual mindset and wellness coach, helping high achievers find fluidity between their emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being while bridging the gap between who they are in service and who they were designated to be by our creator. You know, this is the first time that I'm having the opportunity to share TGD Studios with another personality. Well, a little bit different for me. I don't consider myself a personality per se, But Nina Taylor is just that. She is a personality that has been around in the radio sphere for quite some time. She's seen a whole lot change and she knows of some things that are to come and I'm excited to be able to share some time with her in the studio and ask some questions, burning questions that have been on my mind. Nina Taylor has accomplished so much. She's won numerous awards and one of the things that stuck out for me during the time that I got to talk to Nina was just how much of a hold there was back when she first started on one's ability to really begin to shape and mold who they wanted to be and how they wanted to present themselves in this realm over the airway. So I'm excited to share this conversation with you guys today, but as usual, I don't wanna jump right into the meat of the conversation without letting you know a little bit more about the phenomenally dynamic Nina Taylor. Born and raised in Philadelphia, Nina Taylor is a veteran of the entertainment industry. She is a professional actress, model, voiceover talent, songwriter, and musician. She has appeared in several radio and TV spots, including commercials for the 4-H Club, the Cincinnati Police Department, McGraw Hill, Big Bear Plus, Schottenstein's Department Store, and more. Nina has worked in all formats, including jazz, R&B, light rock, oldies, pop, and most recently, she served as the assistant program director and promotions director at a gospel station in ohio nina has a bachelor of science in both broadcast journalism and psychology and a master's degree in entertainment business during her 30 years in radio nina has become the station promoter and brought many outstanding national gospel artists to ohio while promoting the radio station currently nina does production and freelance voice work in her own studio nina has an international news segment entitled gospel news that airs on over 2,000 stations in the U.S., Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, the Bahamas, Kenya, Nigeria, Botswana, and South Africa. Nina can be heard nationally on her show, The Gospel Express Daily, Praise Radio, KRGN 95.5 FM, Love Radio Network, NIA Radio Network, DWGN, and many more. With such a broad range and experience, I was excited to sit down with Nina and explore what must have been an evolutionary journey for her in more ways than one. Today is going to be so much fun and it's just filled with some inspiration and I'm pretty sure some dynamic insight because I have the award-winning radio personality miss nina taylor here in the building with me and my sister thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me today how are things going well it's going good you know we're here
1: in the midwest where the weather has taken sort of a crazy turn but you know we're getting
0: through it you're through it <laughs> you know what i'm 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 from chicago so i know all about that crazy weather and um, i'm one of the weirdos because my birthday is in december so i actually like all that cold stuff you wouldn't know it because i'm here in florida but uh I definitely can can sympathize with some of the inconveniences but I'm just glad that you're holding up well and everything's good. So, I'm really excited to have you here today. Um you're someone that just your style and the way in which you do things in Radio and and you've beyond radio, you've done some acting. You've been in commercials and and what I want to know is how was it that with experience in commercials and acting you segued into radio? How did that happen?
1: Well, actually, radio started first. Um, oh, I knew. <laughs> in elementary school when I was uh, being interviewed they were kind of going around to different schools the radio station which back then was WDAS AM they were going to different schools and talking to some of the girls who wanted to be safety patrols and I, we had you know I think there was some kind of lawsuit or something where one of the girls wanted to be one they said no you can't because you're a girl she went to court voila girls are now becoming safety patrols so they came out and talked to some of us and I was just fascinated by the whole thing back then they had the two trucks you know the utility truck and then the uh the other truck that had station name on and everything and the white guy gets out the truck and rolls the thing way up in the, in the air and it was just all this and I was like wow 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 I was very fascinated and the lady who interviewed me she got out she was dressed to kill I thought wow she's so sharp you know and came over and she was talking to me and I love the way she spoke and uh um, you know she talked to me the most because she said yeah you seem to be pretty mature and you know she was asking because I thought it was was fun and I didn't say that <laughs> so uh you know so she talked to me most of the time and then uh she said what do you want to do when you grow up and I said I want to do what you do I want to be on the radio I want to be on tv like that and she said yeah okay and then <laughs> she just and that was pretty and I meant that and uh that was I was 11 years old by the time I was 19 I had gotten an internship through college you know I went to school I majored in broadcast journalism that's what they called it back then and um I got an internship and that's when it started age 19 they asked me to stay instead of going back to school they said well we don't want you to leave we want you to stay this was after the summer was over and I actually did it my dad was furious you know everybody was like what do you
0: mean Not go back to school yeah
1: and I said I can go back to school here I can do it later which I did but <laughs> at the time they didn't think it was a good idea
0: you know actually I have to applaud your courage being 19 because I know how family is at 19 with school and they have their visions for who they wanted to be and now they can live like curiously through you and they see you doing this, this 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 this, that everybody has it all mapped out your life all mapped out <laughs> so then for you to be able to say oh no for you to be able to say you know i'm i'm feeling this and and, and i'm gonna go for it that's that's cool that's really cool so Starting at 19, were you able to, at that point, really start to play with who Nina was in radio or was it rather restrictive? How, what was the climate like for radio back then and how much freedom did you have to really develop who you become today as a personality?
1: No freedom whatsoever. Um, I was, at the time I was the only female on the staff besides the girl who did the news in the morning and I was the only person who actually did a show and they put me on at midnight. So I worked midnight to six, which was good and bad. You know, of course the time was bad, but it gave me room to kind of figure out, you know, I didn't know what my style was. And they'll tell you, well, you'll develop right now. Just worry about learning how to read and and (laughs) how to talk without biting your tongue, and you know, (laughs) and how to breathe and walk and talk at the same time. You know, that's what they were saying. They said it takes time, you know, so they said nobody really gets good for about five, five years you you know you'll be you'll know where and who you who you are in radio then and and that's exactly true it did take it actually took about five maybe ten years before i really decided what i wanted to do with it and how
0: that's pretty cool were there any um when you first started in those earlier years, did you have those uh, influences? Was there someone that you looked to that you said, hmm, that's interesting. I might want to try some of that on or learn a little bit more.
1: Well, the ladies that I heard on the radio, there was uh, Mary Mason in Philadelphia. That's where I grew up. Um, and Louise Williams and I would hear her on Sunday my mom always listened to gospel on Sunday but she was cool even though I didn't want to listen to the gospel then but I like listening to her speak you know uh, and Mary was on during the week and they were just very you know they talked a lot and they you know they just seemed to have their own personality going and I really admired them and I've had Mary on my show uh, years years later <laughs> and the first time I did gospel my mom said uh, my grandmother said you sound just like mary mason and i told her that my grandmother said that she said you don't sound anything like me
0: wait a minute <laughs> you like were shots just fired or what what what, what happened
1: <laughs> let's just uh not mention that again uh so <laughs> it was yeah so you kind of develop your own style you know after a while when you figure out you know, who, and um, like I said, I started in Gospel in 97, but up until then, I had been doing R&B, and I did pop, and I did jazz, I did everything, so jumping around from place to place like that, you know, you have to be a different person in, in, in every format, I even had different names, so...
0: Oh, I bet. I bet because you have to. And now the different names I didn't know, um, but I guess it kind of makes sense, especially when you're trying to at that point, you're still trying to find your identity. And that actually you segue right into my next question, because I was wondering, um, how did you happen to come upon knowing that the spiritual realm when it comes to radio was the best fit for you as opposed to the jazz, the hip hop, the, the, the secular stuff? How did that come to be? So when we come back, please share with us how you knew or came to know that the gospel realm was going to be the right fit for you. Don't go anywhere.
2: It's your boy, David Benton. Hey (laughs) Shay. It's time to go beyond the fence. Life is so good. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but but a broken spirit dries the bones, you know. It's about 8 in the morning, I'm just waking up Got the Folgers on brew, about to fill my cup While I'm looking out the window, at the sun come up I'm good I'm good About to get my day started Off to work, about to make them dollars If only you knew what I've been through You would smile and say that I'm good I got a good job, I'm good My bills are paid, I'm good good. And my family's good, my health is good I thank God that I'm good good. I got a good job, I'm good And my bills are paid, I'm good good. I got food on the table, I know that he's able Thank God I'm good I thank God I'm good I God, am Life is so good. I think yeah. God, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You are magnificent, great. Your feeling is hate, but we're ignorant, grace. So intimate, place your heart of innocence make a life different and break. The soul sin in the city. Could the enemy hate? You are the sun, stars, and the moon. You are that be my light When it's dark in the room When I depart from the womb You're the air that I breathe I Always there when I need you Preparing for peace, you're so good. good I got a good job I'm good. good, and my bills are paid out Good, and my family's good My health is good I thank God that I'm good I got a good job I'm good And my bills are paid I'm good I got food on the table I know that he's able Thank God I'm good I got a good job I'm good And my bills are paid I'm good And my family's good My health is good I thank God that I'm good
1: I'm a church family uh, we actually have a family church here Well, we had one until a tree fell on and destroyed it but we we grew up in church my mom was a gospel singer professionally when we were little so we've always been at church we, you know we were church kids and that's just the family you know so I always knew about church and actually I hadn't thought about doing gospel I was at my other station uh, the first hip-hop station in the city and I got a call saying guess what? we're changing from R&B. This is the station that I started with, I had left there. And they said, we're changing to a 24-hour gospel. And I said, what? Because he never heard of it, right? <laughs> I said, you're kidding. And they was like, yeah, and your name came up. And I'm like, my name? I said, are you serious? Because, they, you know, they knew I went to church all the time and all that. So, they was like, who can we get? Because when they told the staff that they were changing formats, they all quit. Everybody left. It's like, not for me. Which, you know, if it's not for you, don't do it, you know. So, they all left. So there was one guy left. My uh, program director, Mike. Hey, Mike. And there was nobody else there. So they had to recruit staff all over again to to run this 24-hour uh, gospel station. They were already on the air and they had nobody on but him. So I said, "Well, I just thought about it, and of course it came down to, well, what are we talking? You know,
0: right? Compensation, people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what are we talking about? You know, and I said, "Yeah, well, I want to be promotions director, and I want to be this, and I want to be that." You know, pretty much, I met with them over dinner, and I said, "See y'all," and I I jumped ship and I went there. So, and everybody thought, "Oh, you shouldn't have did that. Oh, they're gonna be out of business in six months." La la la. Not true. We we blew it up.
0: I was about to say, it seems like um divine timing because once all of those people left it actually was like making a way for you to take and start to shape right then and there, what you wanted to do and where you wanted to go from there. And you had all of these different, uh, areas of operation open for you to choose from where they actually needed someone. So that's just, there's nothing more divine about that timing <laughs> that I could see that, just that. And so I'm curious because I know that, uh, for some people, th- this show is all about people who come on, uh, who've achieved success like yourself and, uh, them defining their grind on their own terms was there ever a space for you when this slot opens up you could choose what you wanted to do here at this station even though you have your your christian spiritual background was there ever a space where it was um, a challenge for you to give up your identity within radio too? some of the other types of music, the jazz and hip-hop, and just go solely within the realm of the Christian spiritual. Was there ever a divide for you? Did you ever miss that other side of it? Uh, I probably
1: missed the people. I left a great staff. Um, They were actually... It actually worked out where I actually got away from there. They were sold like a couple months later, and the format was changed anyway. So, had that not happened, I would have been out of work. (laughs) Mm. So... I don't know there was things that we did on the r&b side that i was like nah you know because of who i am who i was already regardless of where i was working at i always knew who nina was and there were just some Mm -hmm. things that i just did not do and they understood that they understood that you know i invited them all to church and stuff all the time you know (laughs) but there was always that yeah, we know who you are, we know what you're about, and we know that there's things that you're just not going to do. Um, being in clubs at 2 o'clock in the morning was another thing for me. We did a lot of club work and I was like, I don't know about all that, you know, uh, that kind of thing. And they, So I was really never asked to do things like that because they knew. I mean, you know, my position with certain things very clear uh, even in, as far as in the interview process. So I said, well look, I'm a Christian and I don't do this and I don't do that and they're like okay you know they said okay well that's great (laughs) maybe we can trust you I don't know (laughs) I don't know know what they were thinking but it's just some of those things but other than that um I did work very hard for them I actually did a a quiet storm show um but very tastefully and it was a, a top show in the city so it was it was done very tastefully. I wasn't you know I wasn't selling sex. I said <laughs> I was just selling relaxing and having a good time and enjoying the music. You know, so there 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 was yeah. I always had my own personal boundaries. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's it. you know what I can definitely your voice. I can definitely hear that for a Quiet Storm. Absolutely. You being in radio so long, you've seen a lot change. Yeah. I, I know you've seen quite a bit change, and even then, uh, you know, going from radio to now, this this realm of all of this podcasting. Now, podcasting has always been around, but it's never been as popular as it is now. So, for you, what are some things that you're seeing now um, in radio that you didn't see back when you first started? Maybe you, you wish you didn't have to deal with. Is there anything like that?
1: Well, actually, the changes have been for the better. When I started. They were using carts still. Uh, I saw the change from carts. They were using carts and records and some cassettes. So then we were using carts, records, some cassettes, and CDs. So then we took all the music that was on carts and we recorded it onto cassettes. So we got rid of the carts. Then we took all the music that was on Cassettes and we recorded it onto CD. So we used that. So I saw all the transition from the cards to records, and some of the older guys were still using records because there was some music that you couldn't get, you know, that wasn't available yet on CD, like it is now. I mean, we can pretty much say, ooh, I like an old Isaac Hayes album. We can find that somewhere, you know, in a digital format, and we can get it, but it wasn't like that then. There was a lot of music that wasn't available on CD, so... Uh, once we transitioned to using only CDs, there were still a few songs that we only had on cassette, or oh, we might have had it on cart and couldn't find it because of the nature of the station, which, you know, we play classic R&B and soul, you know, so we played the new stuff, but we also played the old stuff too, and it wasn't available. So I was pretty happy, um, even when we went computerized. I was there the day the computers were installed, and uh, we still didn't have everything on computer because we had to actually physically put everything in the computer. It all had to be uploaded in one song at a time, which took months to do. Wow. So once we did that, then we started getting rid of the CDs. We, were actually, you know, we were selling them and you know giving them away and doing all that. But it was a lot, and I said, well, you know, we should keep these so when this crashes and that's what (laughs) not if but when When. and that's exactly when i train people i said there's no such thing as if it crashes one day it's going to crash it crashes a lot so you'll have to know so when i trained i also trained them how to do things manually said so if you go off what are you going to do computer crashes you can't play anything can't do anything you got to play everything manually and they're looking at me like what you know (laughs) So that's how i trained <laughs> people back then i said not if it crashes but when it does and somehow it always does it at night when nobody sees
0: you can't call anybody you're the only one there
2: no, no, no,
1: no. so i said you're gonna have to learn how to do everything manually and just document the commercials you miss so we can make them up tomorrow there's nothing else you can do just keep some music going keep talking and just do your thing don't lose your mind. Just stay calm, you know. And that, that's what you can do. That's you- I'm
0: going to tell you, I, listening to that is so funny because that reminds me. I don't know if you saw this before. There was a, a YouTube video floating around with this grandmother. She was just messy that day. She was feeling messy, but it made for a great video. She had like four or five kids that were gathered around this table. She tells the, the little girl to go call her mother to have her mother come and get her. Now, the phone is a rotary phone. That you know all they know about is smartphones, right? So they're standing there just looking at it. She said, "Call your mother," and she said, "Call my mother." She said, "Pick it up and call your mother." So she picked it up, and it, it actually had a sound. She dropped it. She says, <laughs> "Make it." <laughs> it was so funny. So that takes me back to that when you're talking about you might have to do it manually. And They're looking at you. You mean like touch? The- you mean put it in a <laughs> put it in a machine? I have to do something. <laughs> other than press a button
1: yeah no you didn't even have to do that you all you had to do is just watch it was a touch screen so you just watch it like after the commercial come on if you wanted to do traffic or weather or something you just stop it and then you hit it again and it kept going so it was real real simple i said no you have to actually pick up the cds first you have to find them <laughs> and, and then, it was insanity they were looking at me like i mean i gotta do something What? what's wrong what kind of a place is this anyway.
0: it's like a job they're paying you
1: actually so it, it was weird but that's how I trained them in the beginning and everybody said yeah you're right you're right it
0: crashed
1: so it was bad but they got no it. but
0: I think I think it's awesome that you took the time to show them the manual route a lot of people wouldn't because like you say, they just bank on the fact that this is a computer, it's going to be fine and nothing's ever going to happen. And I think that's a lot of what's going on nowadays in general with the way that things go. We're so reliant upon this technology that if ever there's a glitch in anything, the world stops. People just stop. It's like there's no other way and there's nothing else that they can do. So I think it's great that you you definitely taught them how to do things the old school way, just in case new school stops working. So I think that's cool. So switching gears just a little bit because the journey since radio pretty much has always been there for you ever since you've been a young adult to current um so with radio being a constant were there other things that you at some point in time explored in your life? Did you ever think that you were going to deviate away from radio or has radio always been the constant and everything else just kind of had to shape itself around that?
1: Uh, no, actually I always, always, uh, one of the people who trained me when I was an intern told me not to ever, ever, ever completely 100% depend on radio because, Things happen. You know, the station's doing good, that means it's of value and it can easily be sold. If the station's doing bad, then I gotta get rid of it and it can easily be sold. I've been actually a witness to the station being sold three times to the point where mm-hmm. I left <laughs> left at seven o'clock one evening, came back the next day, and the locks were changed key didn't oh, wow. work and there were strange people in the building i was like uh, i called the uh, program director because he said well, you know meet me here in the morning I'm, i i want to give you some extra hours you know help me do some stuff blah 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 i said okay so i got there i tried to open my key and it didn't work there's strange white people in the building and i say <laughs> white people because there was only a couple that worked there and i knew them and i was like who are these people so i, I went <laughs> I went down to one of the uh, offices downstairs and I said, Can I use your phone? You know, this is before we had cell phones. I said, Can I use your phone? And she said, Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, go ahead, use the phone. And I called the program director and I said there's a bunch of strange people there's a bunch of strange white people in in the building and my key don't work he said what because he had no idea either right so he gets in the car and he flies and I'm thinking why are you still at home anyway you tell me to be here at 8 I'm here and where are you You know. so he flies up to the station and he's going crazy he said oh I think they sold the station I said you think you know I said well I know one thing you better open the store let me get my
0: you can sail the station, but you ain't keeping my jacket. No,
1: You know, we had personal things in there. So we called the police and told them, you know, what happened They said we got personal stuff in there and we want it. So the police knocked on the door and said they're just going to get their personal things in there out. And that's what we did. And we left. Uh, but it was, for me, such a blessing that I had never been out of work any more than maybe two days. Because somebody would call me Like they they heard about it It's like how did they hear about this It was all over town like within hours That that it was called V103 back then V103 got sold Did you hear about that? And somebody would call and say hey Nina You want to come and work here And I never ever ever had been out of work You know unless unless it was my choice Which I did I took off some years After doing it for so long I said you know I need a break And I had taken off I took off like uh, four years from it uh, from 2006 to 2010, just just wanted to not do or think about radio for a while, but I had been through that a couple of times where a station. You know, you come in and once we came in in the morning, and by 12 noon they announced that we were closing and get out. <laughs>
0: so see, that's that's I was just about to ask you because I'm like the whole way it went down. It was just so shady. I mean, if you bought the station, then, okay, that's fine. And you could, oh, well, yeah, you know, we're the new owners and blah, 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 blah. But just lock you out? You just outside or just get out?
1: (laughs) I don't remember it ever being a pleasant thing, except for uh, when I had went back to the station, I was telling you about the gospel station, when they decided to change the format from gospel in 2004, um, they actually offered me a job at the new station. So they told everybody, and they, they were like, when is this going to happen? They said, well, it's going to happen at the end of the month, you know. So everybody would, you know, they had time to look for something else, which they all did. And they had asked me to stay, so I did. So, you know, that was about the only time <laughs> it was pleasant, you know, where it wasn't this big shock, like, goodbye, get out, just like that. Um, so I've been through both ways. And with knowing that and knowing other people who had been through that several times, they said, always keep a ram in the bush, always. So radio was always something that I did besides work all the time. Even now, I'm a full-time uh, teacher and
0: I do radio in my spare time. A lot oh, of it. Wow. A lot of it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Wow. I bet. I bet. You know, let's take a quick pause right here. But when we come back, I want to explore what are some things that Nina has learned about herself that maybe she didn't know a little while ago. Don't go anywhere.
2: Hey, that's right. That's right. That's right. You already know it is, man. You can catch me out in NY. Back down to Mexico. I need a nap now. Hop flight to flight. I'm about to pass out. I'm getting no sleep in this glass house. Walk through the fire, just ash now. I told the enemy better back down. To get no sleepy, I crashed out. I'm like, uh, give me a pillow and give me a blanket so I can just go to sleep. If I sleep, let me lay on my bed with a pen and a pad and a Bible and write them what's to me. A lot of words, a lot words in my mind frame, but they all start with I'm saved,
0: I'm changed. Sleep is nice to be right. No wonder I can see the light because I be the light. Like that's right, I'm shining. Ain't no darkness in my living room. I'm solar powered, powered by the sun. He's living proof. In case you didn't know it, now you know it. Baby, that's just how we do it. Got my straight jacket, I'm certified. Cause I'm sure the guy can do whatever he wants, whatever he wants. So why would I worry, God? See, I'm- I pace my pace, I think I pull a man What you describe, not only going so much, going through uh, so many different changes within the industry when it comes to radio, and then the ways in which you've grown and developed as a woman. What are some things that Nina knows about herself today that she didn't know ten years ago?
1: I wouldn't say ten years ago. I would say maybe twenty years ago. Uh, ten years ago, I pretty much had it going on pretty good. But I'd say maybe twenty to, you know, those, those 20s, you know, when you're in your 20s. I had no idea that I sound good on the radio because nobody ever told me. I was always offered jobs and I was always offered, people always paid me to do the commercials and nobody ever said, gee, you sound good. You're good at what you do. Nobody, it's just not like that. At least in this market, People don't pat each other on the back and say you know good job you're doing great they just kind of want you to do it for them but they don't uh, you know they don't lift you up while you're doing it it's like they only threaten you if you don't do it so mm. I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know anything <laughs> You know, I never knew. I was like, gosh, you know, do I sound like anything? Do I sound like anybody? I mean, what? Am I doing good? Never knew anything like that. I was never really confident about it until I got into my mid-30s. And just and then just kind of thought about, like, you know, why am I even here? You know, if, if you feel that way, you know, it, it was just this thing. And most of the guys, like I said, I still know them today. They just never, um, it's just not like that in some markets where everybody is trying to lift each other up everybody's trying to get in your spot if you're up too high and I was even told that because I was female I would never do this never do that never do this everything that I was told never do like be on afternoon drive I've only done afternoon drive you know uh things like that um I I couldn't believe you know I listened to that and I felt like wow you know that's that's messed up that they won't let me do afternoons because I'm a girl that's messed up that I can't do this because I'm I'm female you know so I kind of came up with that kind of stuff in my head. And, uh, no, no, uh, my confidence when it came, it came, it came hard, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, I, I love that. I, I think that's so important because I think that we all come to that space in life where we have to make the choice that we don't need validation from somebody else. We get to, we get to put the stamp on it for ourselves and you can behold that's what you can do. You can stand back and catch the glow. And if it's too bright, put some sunglasses on because it's just getting started. So I, I love, 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 love that. And I, I have to say this people, I know you guys are, you, you know, you're listening and you cannot see us. It's so crazy to hear you talk about back then, you guys, if you could see Miss Nina Taylor, ciao. Let me tell you something. You need to bottle and sell it. She is absolutely stunning. You do not look like you are old enough to talk anything about the cassette tapes and the and, and recording this and that to do that. And I remember when they first bought the computers in, and I'm sitting up
2: here like. <laughs>
0: that's like but you know what they'll they'll be able to see your gorgeous photo that will be on the graphics that are circulating around about this around with this episode but honestly you, you need to bottle and sell that sis that's all i'm saying
1: <laughs> it's genetics i mean it, it trust me it's not me it's just a genetic thing i don't do anything i do everything wrong right
0: And humble on top of all of that I mean okay (laughs) so here's what here's what I want to know what's next what's I mean you've you've won multiple awards within radio and I mean from some of well first of all share with the listeners some of the categories because I think it's so important for listeners out there who may think about entering into radio into podcasting that that type of thing to know that it's one thing to have an amazing voice and presence like you do but there are also some major accomplishments that you can make for yourself within the sphere uh, of this industry so just just share with some folks um some of the things that you've been uh blessed enough to accomplish
1: well I'm in my home studio as you can see you can see some of them on the back uh this one was actually from 1999 when I had one employee of the year which which was the first time our station was owned by a company that owned uh, a pop station and uh, a R&B station. And nobody from the R&B station had ever won anything. So I was like the first one to ever get employee of the year. And they was like, oh, they don't give it to us. You know, of course, because we're black, you know, and I was like, I don't think that's why I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll just put it out there. I You like? I don't. don't. From what I
1: can see, I don't see who they would give it to. Uh, That's just my opinion. But since none of y'all have ever won it, and both of y'all been here for years and years, I can see why you would not get nothing. But that's another story. Anyway, (laughs) um, but (laughs) and then two years later, they started something called Listener's Choice. I won that in two thousand one, and then I was blessed. Two thousand two was a huge year for. For me, I was actually brought to Atlanta to do my show live from Atlanta, which everybody hated me for. And then, <laughs> because I came, up, I was promotions director, and I came up with this promotion that was huge, huge. Then the very next year, I was nominated for announcer of the year. Our station was nominated for station of the year, program director, program director of the year, and I was the only one who won you know so it was a bad situation they didn't even stay for the banquet everybody left it's like bye we hate her
0: he's like well more chicken for me (laughs) and I
1: said hey sit down and it was good because they all left and then Dietrich Haddon came over and sat at our table him and his wife his marriage didn't meet at the time and Norman Hutchins came over and sat at our table because I had this huge table and I'm sitting there holding my trophy and nobody else was there but Wow For my interns that I had taken with me And my best friend Everybody else left So we had this huge table that's set 12 And the five of us are sitting there going Yeah, yeah, yeah They was like, anybody sitting here? We're like,
0: nah, sit there
1: <laughs> But that was a blessing Um uh Just recently When I started my show in 2018 The very next year It was nominated for show of the year my uh, news segment, Gospel News, was voted uh, nominated for Best Media, but I didn't win those years either. And it was nominated for that, and that was from the, the Voices of Gospel Music, uh, Birmingham, Alabama. And then in 2019, I was nominated for Spin Award for Personality of the Year and Best Show. Uh, didn't win that year either. The next year, I was nominated for that, and I had my podcast podcast of the year nomination I didn't win anything podcast of the year best uh, show personality of the year didn't win any of those but I did finish in the top five
0: but I have to say I have to say the fact that your work is being acknowledged because there are thousands OK, of, of, of personalities everywhere. So the fact that you're even being acknowledged. So sometimes it's not about whether or not you take home the trophy. It's a very small pool of people even being acknowledged. And to be swimming in that pool, it speaks to the type of work that you do. So what advice then would you give for someone who's out there saying, you know what, I want to get into this and I don't want to just get into it to do it. I mean, I want to do the doggone thing. What would be some some nuggets of advice that you can give them if they're starting out and they want to chart this path into media this way?
1: I would say, really, work hard on your reading and your writing in school, if you're in high school. This is what I tell them high school girls to really work on your reading, your writing, I mean, read everything, write, you know, make, you know, your pronunciation, everything, work on that, uh, practice your speech, you know, really pay attention to speech class. These people know what they're talking about. They'll really help you to develop your speech and try to speak properly. I was told um, my first year in college that the only people who are going to work all the time is the ones that you cannot turn on the radio and say, she's black she's latino she's southern he said try to develop your voice so that no one can tell where you're from you know that way if you're not interested in only doing one type of music don't be one you know try to develop it to the point where you can mold it into wherever you want to be instead of getting stuck or what they say in the movies typecast into a certain genre of anything because they say that's what you sound like oh well you sound like this you sound like that i've worked Every format there is and nobody ever knew. I'd have people calling the radio station. Oh, are you black? You white? Where you from? Are you from Boston? Are you from New York? You from Chicago? No. I never told them nothing. You know, <laughs> I'd say, what difference does it make? Are you enjoying the music? Hey, well, keep doing that. Bye bye. You know, <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. And if you notice, if you listen to some of the, the the major stations, even from down south, nobody has a southern accent at all. And some of them were born and raised down there, but you can't, you know, you can't tell. So it just sort of develop your voice so that, you know, people have to guess what you are. They, they're they guessing about you. They're thinking about you. They're wondering about you, you know. So th- that's what I tell the high school kids, you know, just yeah. study hard, no, I think practice. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Yeah, try to do it even if it's just for free. Come in and work a couple hours, you know, volunteer. I said, when I was an intern, I didn't get nothing. I was there to learn, you know, volunteer. I've got interns now that want to learn. That's what they want to do. They want to learn. And they don't necessarily want to be on the air. They just want to work in the entertainment field they not necessarily want to be, you know, on the radio.
0: Do you think that uh, with the with the boom in podcasting and some of the things that are changing, do you think the traditional radio the way we know it is here to stay?
1: Oh, no, I think it's going out fast. I, I read something in Black Enterprise that was uh, saying that by 2025, you know, there won't be any AM stations and very few uh, FM stations because everything is digital. So, no, I definitely don't think it's here to stay. Podcasts are are huge. I have a podcast, too, that was nominated for podcast of the year, which was a shocker because I was just uh, beginning to do it. You know, Um, it's, you know, yeah, everything is changing. So you're going to have to change with it. Not saying that learning how we do it today is the bad. You know, I might as well not do this because who knows what's going to happen. You know, learn everything the way it is today keep that in your mind just like learning how to do cassettes and you know doing it the way we did back then Kept that in the back of my head, you know. But just keep on learning as you're going along. Learn all the new stuff, but keep the old stuff in the back of your mind. And
0: That's you know, what I'm it. so glad to you because I was just talking to someone a week ago, and I was telling them there will be no radio in just a while. That like, you crazy? Blah blah blah. I'm like, no, I'm not crazy. Look around. <laughs> what do you mean? Last question for you, Queen. I want to know what is next. For Nina Taylor, what do you see you doing with your brand that you have yet to do? What's the next big big thing that you're planning?
1: Well, I have just published my first book, and I'm actually, I'm actually just showing it to you. Um, I'm actually uh, going to uh, publish. My second, third, and fourth book, uh, wanna get those finished. And one of them is actually about my radio career. I mean, like, from the first day all the way up to, uh, present day. Uh, that's one thing. I, like you said, I have been in three movies. There's a the person who did the third movie that I was in, um, is actually doing another one, so, um, I may be in that one I'm not going to say I am because <laughs> I'm going to say he spoke to me I said yes I'm interested we'll see I want to continue doing that kind of thing um, uh, just continuing to develop my shows I do have five shows no I have four shows now uh, and the podcast I want to continue to develop those and just you know see where that that gets us and- that's pretty much. I want to start back. I was doing some promoting, like uh, doing concerts and stuff. Uh, at one time, I had stopped for I stopped doing everything, and and then when I said, "Yeah, let's start back," then COVID hit. So, <laughs> stop doing, you know, go back into doing some of those things. And I'm now the uh, the president. Of the Gospel Industry Network here in Columbus, Ohio, for this particular city, so we're going to be developing some things as well, with uh, concerts and and Christian plays and you know other events to to raise money for our. Organization.
0: I absolutely love it. There is no slowing down that's going to happen for Miss Nina Taylor. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me on the grind to find. But before you leave, you have got to tell everyone if they want to connect with you, learn more, follow you on some of your stations, because what you do is some of everywhere. It's not that that's another thing. Um that I wanted to make sure that I mentioned. A lot of people think that uh, when you're in podcasting and radio, that it's other than the major platforms where you're broadcasted, that there, that's it. But no, there are those platforms as well, but there's also lots of uh, local radio and different outlets. You can move so far beyond just what people know so if uh, they want to learn more about you find out what's going on with you how can they connect with Nina Taylor
1: I do have a website it's uh, msninataylor.com uh, you can go there you can find out about all my shows my news uh, I have videos on there um, how you can get my phone number everything's on there you can find out anything that you need to know about me on my website and then I think I've only I only had space for like maybe 15 stations that you can hear in my show Um, and I think I have them listed and you can actually link from there and also to my social media for my website. It's msninataylor.com.
0: Absolutely. Everybody, Miss Nina Taylor. Well, that is it for content today. Oh, that was so much fun, so much fun. And I'm glad that you were tuned in so that you got to experience how much fun that was with me. If you haven't already, log on to to thegrindafined.com and click on feed. That's for that plain tea. But if you want a little something extra special in your tea, then you're definitely going to want to join the list. Because that way you can stay abreast of what's going on with the Grind Defined over there at... TaralynMichelle.com as well because uh, The Grind to Find is sponsored in part by TaralynMichelle.com where you can get curated support to help you to clear out the crevices of your mind and set a solid foundation for your spiritual mindset. So go on over to tarrylamichelle.com. Don't forget to mention the introductory program that is available for new clients. So yes, I look forward to connecting with you there. In the meantime and between time, I pray that you enjoy your weekend and glide on into your week with the confidence in knowing that I don't care what opposition you're up against. The game is rigged in our favor, y'all. It's already one and done. Like I always say, always define your grind and never let the grind define you. Terrell and Michelle here. Until next time, peace and abundant blessings.